House of Panem International, welcome to our broadcast. Be blessed. Amen. I think let me first begin by sharing the word and then move on to joining the two before the Lord. Amen. You see, for me, marriage is a very sensitive area of life. And it is because it's close to my heart. Amen. Me and Francina have been married for 25 years. And years ago, I think after two years of marriage, we were on the brink of divorce. And we were a week away from divorce court. We had already signed our settlements. Well, the settlements were there unsigned. And I remember on my way to Joburg from Grace, from, from Senton to Kempton Park. I used to work here in Madrid. I believe the Lord spoke to me on that day. And he said to me, go back to your wife. I was driving in a car, in my car. And I wrestled with the Lord and I gave the Lord every single reason why I don't want to go back. And uh, he kept on saying one thing, I'll teach you. He said, Lord, but I don't love her any longer. He said, I'll teach you. But Lord, this is what she does. I'll teach you. I came up with every excuse. And the Lord was consistent in his response. I will teach you. That Friday afternoon, I called her. We had separated. And I said to her, I believe the Lord says we need to be reconciled. Cut a long story short, I called my mother. And we arranged to go and pick her up from her home. And uh, since that Sunday when we went back home together, we have been together ever since. And uh, I can... I can confidently say everything we have gone through, everything we have acquired, we may only be 25 years married compared to your 30 years. Everything the Lord has taught us. Everything. And he has been faithful to his word. So for us, marriage... <laughs> is not companionship. To you, it might be. For us, it's a calling. God called us to be married. And one of our foundational confessions of the heart is that we are in this thing for life. I don't think of divorce. She doesn't think of divorce. We have to make it work. Why? Because God has called us to help our generation and those who are to come. And if we call it quits, it might affect many marriages to come, which are looking up to us for what the Lord has done. So I will always... Speak for reconciliation. 
because I know no other. The Bible says you can't give what you don't have. I can't encourage you to leave her. I can't encourage you to leave him. I can only encourage you to try again. Because that's what God gave me. Amen. So there's hope for you. Trust me, there is hope for you. There's hope for your marriage. For as long as the Holy Spirit is on earth, there's hope. We should be worried when he leaves. And the Bible says he's not leaving anytime soon. In fact, he's waiting for the master to come. So, allow me to prick our brains uh, in saying Galatians 2020, uh, 2.20. You know, I've been awake since half past 11 last night. And I haven't slept since half past 11 last night. And this morning at about 5 o'clock, my wife asks me, Hey, King, And I didn't answer her. But I guess it's because my heart is burdened. And it is burdened with where the church, the church is and where the church is going. Are we together? And in those hours that I've spent sleepless nights on, or a sleepless night on, thoughts came into my mind. And one of the thoughts were in three questions, or two, three commentaries. The first commentary is, do you realize that when we preach the gospel that people may be saved, we say, come unto me, you who are heavily laden, and Christ will give you rest. And after they come, we no longer tell them about the rest that was promised to them. We tell them about Ephesians chapter 6. We do not fight against flesh and blood. So from that moment on, we speak fight. But we promise them rest. And ever so often, we visit Jehoshaphat. And we say, yeah, Jehoshaphat was faced with challenges. And God said to him, the battle is not yours, it's mine. And the question is the following. It's time to change the narrative. It's time to change the lingo. We can't call people to rest. And instead of Teaching them rest in prayer, we teach them fighting in prayer. At which stage does prayer become rest? 
At which stage do we say to them, the battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. And hold to that testimony. Where Jehoshaphat said, well, let's worship. Because God is going to fight for us. At church, where I come from, I challenge them on a Sunday, every Sunday. And I say to them, you see, we are used to saying, welcome to church. Or we say, welcome to the house of God. But if you study scripture, the scripture says, you are the house of God. So who are you welcoming who to? When you are the house of God. And we started to change the lingo. And I say, rather let's say, welcome to housing God. Because we are housing him. You come with him in you. You come with him in you. You come with him in you. When we get here, it is a multitude of him. But we didn't come to church. We met as the house of God. We congregated in housing him. What's my point? The Lord is looking for men and women who will change the status quo going forward. Who will change the way we speak. The way we articulate our salvation. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of fighting. Can't fight for the rest of my life. There has to come a time where I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm tired of fighting. I want to rest in you. You fight my battles. Because clearly, I'm incapable of fighting them myself. Galatians 2.20. Read. Paul says, I've been crucified in Christ. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in. Level with me a little here. Then he continues to say, The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in Christ. So let's reason the scripture together, if you don't mind. I've been crucified with, have you? Ibo, this is not congregational. This is the truth that every believer should embrace. He who calls himself Christian, have you been crucified with Christ? Because if you have not, you are not Christian. You are a churchgoer. Secondly, listen to what he says. He says, I no longer live. Then he says, Christ lives in. But he starts by saying, 
I no longer live. I no longer live. Can I use the baskets here if you don't mind? Let's say this basket is I. Right? He says, I no longer live. But Christ lives in he has a water bottle. Let's say this water bottle is Christ, right? Christ lives in I no longer live. Christ lives in me. Kaibo. I no longer live. I no longer I don't live. Christ lives in which means that on earth there are two types of people. There's the one person who lives. Wapil. There's the other person Oshwile. Hujes. Mutuo. Hasapil. Hello. Can I have those two chairs? It's a little downhill bending down. Hey. That side. You are either of the two. Thank you. It's either you are living or Christ lives in you. Either who pillar when of who pillar Jesu Hariaha. When Jesus lives in you. The life you now live, you must live by faith in Christ. When Jesus does not live in you, meaning when you live, guess what? You are living by faith outside of Christ. So to Meloya Howe somewhere, hi who Jesus. To Meloya how is somewhere high who Jesus. So we are got Bibili. Emu Kreste Aring Wai Dumel. Either who pila wen of who pila Jesu Hariaha. Ha who pila Jesu Hariaha. Twanete who pila bu pilo. Kat to Melo who Jesus. Ha Jesu asa pila araha. Ho pila wena. Ha ho pila wena. O pila katumelo. E ising ho Jesu. It's a tough message, especially on a wedding day. When we should be going. Kilili! Now here's a, a preacher saying you don't leave. You either leave. Or you don't leave. 
on a wedding day. So let's see what the Bible says when you live. How we now feel. Bibiliri. Romans 7.20. Are we still together? Are we sure? Do we understand? Because that's the most important thing. Romans 7.20. Romans 7.20. Yeah. Now, if I do what I do not want to do. If I do what I don't want to do. Yuri. Are we together? Amen. It is no longer I who do it. Hi, Saliwen. But it is sin living in me that does it. It is the truth that you know that sets you free. I could stand here and lie to you. Or I could stand here and tell you the gospel truth. It is the gospel truth that will set you free. So when Christ does not live in you, you are living. You are, and when you are living, the Bible says, there's something else living in you. What is that something else? It's sin. Yeah, where's the depiction of sin? It's sin. It's living. Yeah. When on Zoria, no. Yeah, no. Kin nakin, that's way. Bibi Lerikisi. I'm sure we are asking ourselves how does this relate to marriage? It has everything to do. With the fact that as you enter into a marital covenant, who lives? Are you going to live? And is she going to live? And if you are living and she lives, guess what? Sin is living in you and it is working. Or you can say, my darling, my sweetheart, today I die in him. I no longer live. Christ lives in me. And she says, my sweetheart, I have been living myself. Now I know it wasn't me. It was sin living and working in me. Today I die. Because I'm crucified in him. And when I die. Because I'm crucified in him. Then Christ lives in me. So husband comes and says. 
I no longer live. Christ lives in me. Wife comes and says, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Now, from now on, the life we live, we live by faith in Christ. Honey, the life I live, I live by faith in the Messiah. Hello, my dear, the life I live, I live by faith in Christ. What does faith in Christ say about the matter? Whatever matter you will encounter. Or you could say, I live. You see, how is it to melo who Jesus? Because to melo who Jesus supersedes butoko balilap. Jesus, have mercy, so that your people do not misunderstand me. How am I uphill? You know what? I earn more than you. I'm the breadwinner. That's why because My question is, of what is the wheel, by the way? Whether she was right or you were right, But if Yena because do you all hear my my soto can i speak zulu no i shouldn't Okay, she knows uh, I break it big time. 
Are we together? So you decide. You decide. You decide. Even if you are not married here today, from today onwards, are you continuing to love? Or do you choose for Christ to love in you? Because if you continue to love, it doesn't matter how, how, what flamboyance manifests in your life. The word is truth and it remains truthful. And if the word says it is sin loving in you and doing its work, that is the truth. Let me pick on three verses and we close. John 14.10. Quickly. Verse 10. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Jesus says, don't you believe that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak, I don't speak by my, by my own authority. Which means that there is an own authority. Uh, because now I come from a mixed family. I just call it Leguenya. <laughs> I'm not going to crack my head. <laughs> so, as they teach me the language, which is predominantly Zulu speaking, so Jesus says, everything I speak, I don't speak by my the man's utterances were authoritative. But note, he says, you can either speak by God's authority or you can speak by your own authority. So there are two authorities on earth. God or man? Hello. Read it again. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. I don't speak the words on my own authority. Your sins are forgiven. authority So those words carry authority. Read. Rather, it is the Father living in me. Oh, note. He says, rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Yep. What am I showing you? I'm showing you Galatians 2.20 applicable to us. 
when a man is loved in by Christ, his words should not be his own. Your words should not be your own. Because you should not speak by your own authority. You can't say it all. Instead, the words you speak should be a reflection of the one who loves in you. Halingangisan, botang poto kubuama, kubua wena rips, or kubua wena timen, or kubua jeso okamokarecha timen. Because Jesus, okay, Mutibang, my honey, I can see whistle. I see Jesus. Give way. Kokare Utsuhil. I hope you get me. I get a Galatian says it's no longer I who. Kokare Utsuhil. Kokare Tsepole. Oh, Shuelen Gosifapa no Mutsuhileha. Kobani akisa utwa Jesu abu mo languaging ya hao ki utwa tsepo okine ki mutsebo before sefapa wa mutsebo ono mutsebo biso sapani ona trap Jesus ona abuse let me put it straight ona all, all, all the way before the fapan, waruhaka. Half a tabari, I love you. Washapana kampa. Tamomotwaris. I batli jesu. Ke abuse. Mustana ole. Everybody. Maruna. Una kwakwetsa musitsana wo Before se fapa Impa how ka se fapa no Musitsana wo le tshwantse ashu How to se fapa no tshwantse o pelori teng se fapa no Iboni. Toto everything. Yeah, early, early. Kiboni. Itusitri. Everything toto. Ya abuse. Itusitri. Kajeso apila huwe. Twante kosebete jeso. Jesus.
We have made Jesus remove holiday. That's why this a look. Because you have been working. It's time to rest and allow the one who does not sleep nor slumber, who lives in you, to start to work. He desires to work. In you can do bad. Part of your deliverance problems stems from this. You have not allowed him to work. Let him work. Let him work your ungodly habits out. You've tried. They are still there. You have tried to fast them out. You have tried to pray them out. You have tried to give them out. They still remain there. The problem is the following. You have worked. Let him who lives in you work. The Bible goes to the extent of saying, hey, to the one in whom the Holy Spirit lives. He who lives in you will give life to your mortal body. How about you? Your body is exposed to death because of sin. Wakula. Or diagnose a chronic disease. Are you with me? I've got news for you. There's one living in you who has ability to give life to your mortal body. Every month end, I know, I know the doctors may not agree. I'm talking the word. You are pampering him. Kadi pilis. medication. Not until. A man becomes so fed up of being sick that you come to the Lord and you say, Hey, Mary, I can't get to Melahue. Oh, Santi, oh, Pilahariakana. I feel a conviction of heart that says, Hey, oh, Santi, Aliti. And let's see how he will start to work in you.
read Romans, John, John 10, 12, 49, and 10, 48. 10, 18. Jesus. Aibo, Aibo. Norma, Norma. Norma, Norma. Norma, Norma. Are the sick shall be healed. Those who are heavily laden shall find rest. Are those who are in prison shall be set free. The same promise still remains. 2,000 years later, the promise stands. Waiting for men and women who will walk into it. The problem is, our generation needs to find the appropriation of the promise. We must enter the promise. Canaan does not go to Egypt. Yeah. Hey, Canaan doesn't go to Egypt and accommodate the Israelites. They must come out of Egypt and they must enter Canaan, the promised land. You can't experience the promises of God for as long as you are under slavery to Pharaoh. Which Pharaoh? The sin that lives in you and works. That's the Pharaoh of the day. Read. John 12, 42. Yet, the same, yet at the same time, many even among, among the leaders believed in him. But because the Pharisees, but because of the Pharisees, they would not open. Which one is it? John? 12, 42. 49. 49, okay. Verse 49, for I did not speak on my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. How about to Jesus says, I don't speak on my own. The Father who, who, com who sent me commanded me what to say. What's the point? Everything Jesus said, he was commanded. Hello? Everything Jesus said, he was commanded. So when Jesus says, stand up and walk, the father commanded him. When Jesus goes to the pool of Bethesda, leaves everyone else, and approaches a man who had been sitting there for 40, 39 years. It's because the father commanded him to leave everyone else and focus on one. If Jesus said, Lazarus come out, it's because the father had commanded him. What's the point? It is better to say nothing, hubby. It's better to say nothing, wifey. Until God commands. Because you will not speak out of turn. The Bible says the tongue is a small part of the body. But it carries the potential of a lion majestic. 
It can set the whole village alight. Lilin. So sometimes it's better to say nothing. And go to the one who lives in you. And ask him to command you. And he will tell you what to say. And when you say what he commanded you, guess what? He will be building. Hey. If you study scripture, it paints a picture where a command is given by the one who loves in you. Are we there? When you obey the command, you solicit, not solicit, you derive authority from God. So for you to operate in divine authority, you need to obey God's commands. Outside of obedience to God's commands, you are outside God's authority. No command, no authority. Hey. Read John 10. John 10 verse 18. Can I start from Are we 17? done from 12? 49. 49. Yeah. Read John 10 verse 17 to 18. Verse 17. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. Listen to Jesus' reasoning. Jesus says, I have authority to lay down my and to take it up uh, again. Then he says, No one takes it from me. You don't take it from me. He has to lay down his life for you to kill him. He has authority to lay down his life and he has authority to take it up again. Outside of that, you cannot touch Jesus. Read. This command I received from my father. He says, this command. Which command? The command that he has authority. Yeah. What's my point? It takes someone to command you. When you obey the command, you are participating in the authority of the one who commanded you. No, no command, no authority. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to our channel. Stay blessed.